0: All right, roll well, for The only way to win is to have fun with my
1: friends. I'm on it. Oh, my friends. What? You're supposed to have the mics
2: dead. Uh, yeah, but they weren't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was, that was cute. <laughs> All right, roll
2: well, for it. Have fun with my friends. I'm on a road again. Tabletop, dark mush, everything in between. The only way I win is to have fun with my friends. I'm on a road again. Tabletop, dark mush, everything in between. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. What the hell was that? Tabletop, (laughs) LARP, mush, everything in between.
0: We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have
2: more fun at your role-playing game, because the only way to win a role-playing game is Is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I'm the curmudgeon, and joining us, as always, is Carrie the legend. Yes. And Jason, the favorite.
1: Yes, I'm also the one who's wearing stocks and sandals. It's It's ridiculously comfortable. I hate that there's so much bigotry about it. That's bigotry? People look down upon you if you wear socks and sandals. Are you sure it's your footwear?
2: Well, that's (laughs) part of it. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Well, before we get into things, let's take a second to talk about our Patreon. We have one. It's at patreon.com slash honor roll podcast. And you can go there and help keep the show going by uh, pledging a few dollars, getting some free stuff like free prints, free books, free shout outs on the air like the ones we're about to give. Bye. So tell us a little bit about who some of our wizard level and higher patrons are.
0: We have Josh Heath with Werewolf the Podcast. Yay, Josh. Yay, Josh. <laughs>
2: boo the- werewolf the podcast no
0: we I don't like know. werewolf the podcast i'm
2: just filling the airspace no
0: everyone should go it's listen got, to uh,
1: it's got 50 percent amazing hosts mm-hmm. and also josh
0: oh i was gonna say and also me but
1: you know oh no you're you're the one getting recruited to go do other podcasts
0: yeah after josh they're having him on first. Well, that's, <laughs>
1: that's because you're batting clean up. Oh, okay. Really okay.
2: the only metaphor I know. So They're all it. like, you know, Josh wasn't very good. Maybe Carrie will be better. Ooh, maybe. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? Uh, Josh is going to call us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've got Joel Eastland. Yay, Yay. Joel. We love you, Joel. Joel.
1: We also have Salim Halabi. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. And- Ryan Martin, Ryan Martin. Mm
0: -hmm. Then there's Drew Stevens, Mm. Brian
1: Galliado of Byways LARP.
0: There's Cameron Pruitt, who is my favorite. He he sent me he sent me some Inktober stuff, early Inktober stuff.
2: Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm very
0: excited. Nice.
2: What about Noah Coltrip? I'm glad you asked. This week, Noah. Is going to Bealton, Virginia, where he's visiting the giant skate. What? This one pretty much speaks for itself. Does it? Marking the location of the old Hugo's Skateway, which is now called the Rollerworks Family Roller Skating Center, this 10-foot tall roller skate made of wooden plaster (laughs) has been a family favorite photo op for travelers along Highway 17 since it was built in the 1980s. It's seen better days, but let's be honest, a ten-foot roller skate located just off the highway is always gonna get your attention.
0: All right, you know, be fair. Yeah, I would, I would stop. I'd get my
2: phone. I wonder how they keep it from rolling away. <laughs> Did and do you have?
0: Uh, it has a stopper. It's a roller <laughs> skate. Come on, Jason.
1: So Please. you think that the toe is down and that's yeah? Okay, <laughs> I'll buy that. Uh, I tried to use a stopper when I was learning how to skate, and that's how I almost broke my head.
0: Yeah, skating's hard.
1: It is. Yeah. So is podcasting. Yeah, that's true. Mm,
0: yeah. Hey, we should finish. Successful this up.
1: podcasting is hard. <laughs>
0: What are we doing then? Uh, <laughs> and then our last our last uh, wizard-level patron is the patron saint of this podcast, Sarah.
2: Well, if you'd like a shout-out on the podcast, we'd love to give you one. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash podcast and becoming a patron. And uh, get free stuff and help us uh, pay the bills. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, (laughs) we were sitting around this Zoom call recording a podcast, and uh, here we go again. (laughs) Carrie, Jason would like to know what you've been up to.
0: Oh, well, I've been making art. I have. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is why
1: I was against getting the board.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I forgot to mention, like, two weeks ago, I got a new role-playing book.
2: Oh, my.
0: It's called The Curse of the House of Rookwood. And it's very exciting.
1: That sounds cool.
0: And it's neat, though, because it's basically like, what if your family had family curses and you lived in a soap opera?
1: Oh, when are you going to run this for (laughs) us?
0: maybe and I'm really excited because the artwork in the book is all this really like old timey, like pen and ink work. Yes. So it kind of looks like it's a uh, like Victorian, um, uh, like something you'd see in a newspaper.
2: Yeah, it almo- They almost look like woodblock.
0: Yeah. Like wood block, like etchings.
2: Hey, uh, Ryan, why don't you uh,
1: copy us a page and post it on the thing so we can see it. Nah. it Okay, that's fair.
2: (laughs) No,
0: what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we can take a picture of the We'll send a,
2: we'll share the link.
0: Yeah, we'll share the link. so It It was was from a Kickstarter.
2: Yeah, so I'm sure people can purchase it. Oh,
0: yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And then today I had the coolest thing happen on my Twitch stream that I have to share with everyone.
2: Okay. I have a
0: new follower who was watching my stream and was very, yeah, yeah. Um, And was very active in asking questions. And I was also, you know, because I I mush while I stream. (laughs) And the new follower was like, what is going on here? And I was like, well, I have, um, you know, I'm doing this game. And then the next thing I know, he was like, look at your Discord. And I was like, okay. Oh, my God, stop.
2: I'm just trying to enhance your story.
0: And he did fan art oh. for my character. He drew my that character. Really cool. It was so adorable. I looked like an Adventure Time character. <laughs> it was awesome. And we where, also. Where is this picture? It's on my Discord. You know, if you actually followed it. I don't follow <laughs> just... uh, No, uh, and. I, um, I have a Discord. And, uh, and then also, we have a new someone who listens to the podcast who's trying to join in the um, Adventures Not Wanted. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I promise that's the last time I uh-huh. do that. Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't either.
0: <laughs> Please stop. Uh, we're going to have to
2: take this board away again. Yeah,
0: we are. So that's not good.
2: Jason, what have you been up to?
1: Well, I uh, I also got a new game. Uh, the one Dan Comstock was talking about on our feed the other day, uh, The Sword, the Crown, and the Unspeakable Power. Yes. It's, uh, it's about role-playing powerful characters in a Game of Thrones kind of style world where everybody is sort of terrible, and it's all about political intrigue, and it's actually uh, really a PvP game. Which is unusual for um, a lot of these power by the Apocalypse style games, but it looks really fun. I'm about halfway through reading it, and I really love it so far. Cool. Yeah. Well, I would show right. it to you, but I'm in the wrong uh, time zone again.
2: <laughs> well, okay.
0: All right. What have you been up to, Ryan?
2: Uh, I also have a new game. Oh. Uh, This was an old Kickstarter, though. It's called Numinous, and it is a, uh, uh, it's a zine RPG, so it's like, it's like six pieces of copy paper that are folded in half and stapled together. Uh, But basically, uh, Numinous, I'm going to read the very first thing, because I think it's interesting. Numinous is a tabletop role-playing game about strangers who come to who come together to defeat evil after watching an angel die.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that's uncomfortable. Telling no. me.
2: But what's really interesting is that the gimmick of it is that the angel has passed you this zine as they died. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? The game book is like in character.
1: I so. like the idea that this angel has got an old hand crank printing press in its basement. It's, a Xerox. it's yeah, a Xerox. Yeah, machine.
0: zines are Xeroxed. What's wrong with you? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. okay. I thought they used the old blue uh, hand cranks. <laughs> that's what I'm going to use for
2: mine. Yeah. So anyway, so that's fun. So we've all got new books. Well, wait, I... wait. I've got an important question. Yes. I, I'm
1: looking at the picture. Is it you wearing a green shirt and brown trousers? Is that the one on your Discord? Share your art?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I believe so.
1: It is very cute. Isn't and they cute? get the blue
0: L as well? yeah yeah he did the blue ale as well those both look great mm-hmm. I was very I was very really excited cool.
2: awesome very cool all right well uh, I guess that brings us to the end of that so uh, let's take a minute and go to combat rounds Woo-hoo. All right, welcome to Combat Rounds, where Ryan learns he clearly needs to start muting microphones. You have always needed the, mi- <laughs> the microphones. Oh. <laughs> All we right.
0: are not in the wrong here. You are being crazy today.
2: Uh, it, it's because I live in Crazy Town. I was waiting for the sound
0: effect. Wah, yeah. wah, oh, wah, yeah. wah. All
2: right. Today we are joined by Craig Campbell, who is the founder, owner, author, creator, uh, megalomind behind Nerdburger <laughs> Games. Uh, we've had him on the sh- we've had him on the show before. He was the uh, he was here for Die Laughing, and he was also here for uh, Capers, which are two mm-hmm. of the games that he's made. And uh, we're really really happy to have him back. Welcome, Craig. Hi. <laughs> how's everybody we're good
0: we are not as excited as you are yay
2: <laughs> <laughs> were you uh were you an elementary school teacher in a former life or something was i <laughs> no no sir <laughs> I that talk, sounds like hell well, sure but they but everybody who's an elementary teacher they have that that oh sure intonation oh, you, know? Sure. you know hi you know, I, I always like to th- imagine when they call to, like, cancel their cable or whatever. They're like, hi, AT&T. I'm just calling to cancel my cable. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that oh, be man. fun? Like, how <laughs> do you be...
0: argue with that? That's the only way you can actually get them to cancel the cable without trying to upsell you. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I,
1: <laughs> Carrie, the trick is
3: to cancel whatever card you're paying for it on. <laughs> <laughs> then but it just uh, goes away. It just goes the, away. The All person right. at the, the person at the cable company is like, I'm sorry. I just, I had to cancel it. They were just so upbeat and excited about <laughs> canceling. I just had to do it. I didn't upsell them on anything. I couldn't crush their <laughs> dreams. Yeah. Uh, for the record, I cut the cord a couple of years ago and I have found the way to do that is you, you, un you know, uh, uh, this is, you know, take your box and your remote and everything else you've got, your modem, and you take it down to the to the store and plop <laughs> it on the counter and say, I'm done. You don't try to do anything from home. Because while the bottle in your home they're gonna try to sell you on something. You walk in and you put it on the counter and say, I'm leaving this ah, here They closed my office.
2: Oh that's yeah. good. Yeah.
3: I have to drive it like
1: Huntsville if I only cancel my cable or something they, crazy.
2: They actually only closed his office specifically because they heard Jason was coming to cancel. <laughs> well I, I don't doubt it. The way things have been going lately. No <laughs> Well, you know, the reason the reason you can walk into an AT&T store and plop your stuff down on the counter and quit with, without them trying to resell you is because nobody in an AT&T store actually has the power to sell you anything. Yep. <laughs> they have to call the same 800 number that you do. <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, Jason's in the office and would like to cancel his cable. And then they're like, Jason, uh, the operator's wanting to know if you'd be interested in the STARS <laughs> package. <laughs> uh, no.
0: We are so off topic. What That's is all right. <laughs>
2: we're, uh, we're, got
1: one more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing to cancel, the absolute worst thing to cancel is I got a Six Flags membership one time. It took me a year, and I literally did the thing where you cancel the card you're paying them on. Wow. That's the only way I could get them to actually accept it. And it worked. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, they're not – that's bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I always write return to sender on any mail I get from them.
2: After about six months, they stopped. Jason, uh, one day you're going to go to a Six Flags, and they're going to be like, ah, 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 ah. You oh, know. no. You don't have to worry about that a whole lot anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. (laughs) A little too
1: old for that? (laughs) No, a little too, you screwed me over trying to cancel a membership that I didn't really want in the first place. (laughs) And cost me an extra $300 to go to your actually sort of subpar park. Wow.
0: We have strong feelings on this podcast.
1: Well, I really used to love Whitewater. I don't care about Six Flags. I like the water park, but they just made me so angry. Anyway, enough about people that are dead to me.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Craig, Craig, congratulations! Uh, you qualified for not dead to Jason. <laughs> Nice, I'll <laughs> now, make sure. Jason.
3: Jason, I'd like to sell you a membership to NerdburgerCon. <laughs> oh, wow! Well, tell us, tell us What's about your cancellation <laughs> policy. <What's> your- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great thing about it is, it's uh, NerdburgerCon is is free. It's a it's a, a Friday evening and then Saturday and and most of Sunday um, convention that's coming up in August. It's the weekend of August fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. Um, it's all online. It's being, uh, basically hosted through the Nerdburger games, discord, um, and people who are running games and events and things will be utilizing whatever, uh, platforms they want, you know, it's all, there, there's things happening on zoom and discord and hangouts and so forth. Um, and it, yeah, it's just a, it's a, a little gaming convention that I put together. It's RPG focused. Um, we've got like 40 events. Um, a lot of them are starting to fill up. And just, um, you know, COVID-19 kind of took a giant dump all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that it killed was big gatherings and conventions and things. Right. So this is an opportunity to, uh, to come play specifically some indie games. We're doing a lot of like stuff that you maybe haven't heard of or like indie RPGs that uh, maybe you've heard of and just never had a chance to play because sometimes, you know, um, like, everybody plays D&D and Pathfinder and Call of Cthulhu and so forth. But, like, find a, you know, you want to find a game of Dream Chaser? It's hard. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes it's it's hard finding people to play. So, we're offering up a whole bunch of games like
2: that. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about some of the games that you've got. Because you have some cool games running. Like, I mean, there's something like, Monster Hearts. Monster Hearts is awesome. <laughs> and you never see that played anywhere. Like, that's Monster- the... Uh, monster hearts (laughs) monster hearts there's a it's a two yeah it's a
3: two-part um uh, thing on friday night and saturday night um four hours each time it's like at six o'clock on each of those evenings um and if you're not familiar monster hearts is uh like you're a monster um and you're a teenager and all of the angst and weirdness that goes along with kind of being um picked on and bullied and ostracized and on top of it you're a monster so you're like also So, kind of, like, uh, life is messy. Right. Um, So, the game is kind of built around that.
2: I think that the fun thing about Monster Hearts is that that's, like, the indie game everyone always talks about as being, like, this classic, amazing little indie game. But nobody ever actually plays it or runs it anywhere or like owns the books and so like i was like I've, so excited to see it actually on your program
3: <laughs> i've heard so many people say like oh i really want to play monster hearts and they just never get around to it because it's kind I of hard to find from you. I mean, the game's been around for a while it's the second edition just came out um <laughs> we got yeah there's like there's a few uh a few sessions of Moonpunk, moon
0: punk what is want wannabe
3: games moon punk is fighting space nazis on the uh, moon.
0: yeah
2: timely <laughs> That's awesome. Tell us about Fast Times on Station 69. Um. <laughs> it has a, it's got the subheader, Hot Alien Sex. <laughs> Hot, well,
3: then, then the, 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 the thing that's in the parentheses is the name of the game. Really? Um, that, that is, the, the game is called Hot Alien Sex and it is about what you kind of might think it is about. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> um, there's yeah, games so for everyone. I, I, I have not played it myself. I don't know. I just know that it is, in fact, about hot alien sex uh-huh. and um and a number of other things. It's um it's it's a bit of a um it's an exploration of sexuality, but it's kind of taken into like, oh, it's aliens, and so like it's like you're not worried about it being like your body, <laughs> like where people get very touchy about like like you know they don't. Um, it's I, it's a game that allows you to. Uh, kind of explore that idea in a, in a game format, but not have it be quite not, not hit quite so close to home.
2: If nothing right. else, feel a lot safer. I love yeah. the boldness of the concept anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what other, what other games? Uh, so are you, are you running anything? What are you running? I'm assuming uh, well, capers got, will be there and die laughing. There's, right? there's,
3: there's some capers there, including a round of capers pirates. Um, that are some caper stuff is being run by uh some friends of the of the company um some of my some of my fans um there's uh, some die laughing that's happening um i'm going to be running two sessions of good strong hands which is the game that's in development right now so they're these games are effectively uh like beta level play tests
2: this is this is one. so this is a game that you're working on
3: yeah i'm you, working on it right now do you mind
2: telling us a little bit about what it is
3: Sure. Well, I I absolutely have to, because that's the only way anybody finds out about anything Um, because I have no marketing budget. Uh, (laughs) And we're free.
0: Hence hence being here. (laughs)
3: Uh, Good Strong Hands is a a game about um, fantastical beings who are uh, working to save their world from destruction by the faceless malevolent entity known as the void um, it draws its inspirations from things uh, movies like the never-ending story legend willow the dark crystal labyrinth so um, kind of whimsical dark fantasy um, where there's this thing that's coming to destroy your world right um, so the game is built around the It's a relatively simple system. You're working, you're playing like just different kind of fantastical creatures Um, and uh, the void, the more heroic you are, let's put it this way, the more heroic you are, the faster the void notices you and then attempts to corrupt you. So um, there's mechanics built into the game where as you go along, you will find yourself being tempted down the road toward special powers called corruptions, which you can choose to go ahead and get some of those and walk the line a little bit, or you can resist them um, and, uh, and remain true and pure.
2: <laughs> where does the title come from?
3: Uh, Good Strong Hands is, uh, that's pulled from, um, th- that's a line by Rockbiter, in The Never-Ending Story. Yes, it um, is. If, mm-hmm. if you recall, when Rockbiter is talking to Atreyu and talking about how he saw the nothing coming and he tried to stop it, and he's lamenting that, you you know, they look like big, good, strong hands, don't they? Um, and he's very sad at that point that he was unable to uh, to save Fantasia, to help. Um, he's a very, very tragic character when it comes right down to it. Uh, they
0: all are. <laughs>
3: So yeah, good strong hands is, is, is pulled from that. So like an homage to those types of movies. Um, and, uh, you'll see there's, I have not replicated straight up, uh, different types of, of creatures that you might see in those movies. There's some that are kind of, that are very reminiscent. Um, there's for example, wild can who are very much like Sir Didymus, um, from labyrinth. Um, and then there are others that are just inspired, um, Uh, by those movies and then others that are kind of things that are pulled from mythology. Right. Um, And I specifically, uh, I went out of my way to set this apart from like D and D slash pathfinder type of fantasy where it's not dungeon crawling. It's not going in and like, you know, killing creatures and taking their loot and all that sort of thing. You'll be dealing with um, stories that are more about um, self-empowerment, teamwork, um, dealing with these dark forces and, and uh, dealing with a world in crisis. Um, because as the void is coming to the world, it's affecting everyone. And right. so there's all sorts of upheaval that happens. I mean, I'm, I'm actually in the midst of writing a story outline right now that is essentially, um, it, on its face, it's about um, keeping the peace, but deep down, it's really about wartime immigration and xenophobia.
1: No, well, that sounds cool it's also interesting that more people are making games that aren't violent centric like i mean i like dungeon crawling i like you know combat and D and other games but uh it's refreshing to play other stuff occasionally that's not just i'm gonna kill something and then i'm gonna get that stuff to make me better at killing other things later and that's right. the entire economy and point of the game
3: and you can kill in in good strong hands you are penalized for doing so interesting does that feed the void? Uh, the it feeds void? the void. Yeah. It, leads you, it leads you further down corruption.
1: Okay. Would you say that it has sort of a, a morality system that's based on moving further towards the corruption, or is that more of a uh, implied in the rules or in the story in the rules?
3: It's not specifically a morality system. The way it works is um, when you make your trait check. There's basically three results, and each of the three results that you can get, which is failure, barely succeeding, or succeeding really well. Sure. Um, for each one, you track you you mark you mark a, a check in a in a track. And so, if you fail, you put a check into into your skill track, which eventually allows you to improve your character. Right. Um, if you uh, succeed barely, you put a track uh, you put a check into spirit, which is a currency that you can use to give yourself bonuses and different things. Um, and then if you succeed really well, you get the great bonus of like, well, I succeeded and it's a, with a boon. So everything's really great. But you also put a tra- uh, check mark into sh- uh, shadow. Um, and when you fill up your shadow track, each time you fill up the shadow track, you gain a corruption. And then if you get too many corruptions and then you fill up your shadow track, is that a <laughs> your, your character of,
1: falls to the void. Is that a reflection of you being a, a, a hubris? Like I succeeded extremely well and I kind of... Don't realize I need to be more connected to everybody else, or do you uh, have a- it's
3: it's it's sort of a combination of of that and just you know, like the 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 void recognizes who is up against it. Like right, the void sees, um, like so. Well, like when you hurting. succeed really, when you succeed really well, you're being super heroic. You're doing really good things. You're really hurting the void, and the void says no, 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 not so fast. Very cool, um, and and you can kind of flavor it in uh, whichever way you want, and like it's 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 left a little open ended as far as like how you want to represent that um, with your character.
1: So uh, every character has sort of an arc pre built into it, just because they're slowly gaining these uh, traits.
3: Um, as you gain shadow, the the game presupposes that you're going to gain shadow at some point. Um, you can spend spirit to offset gaining the shadow so that's where if you right. decide you're going to resist it you can do that with that currency called spirit um, but sometimes you may not have enough spirit to right. offset some shadow and then there's there's other things that happen too like there's if you gain there are like every uh, type of folk that you can play has one of their corruptions all the corruptions when you when you use the corruptions you spend shadow you, you okay. mark shadow so they it's it, you know it's a spiral so like, if you, as you gain more corruptions, you've got these cool abilities, but now every time you use them, you mark more shadow. And every folk has one corruption that marks permanent shadow.
0: Mm, it's really is,
3: terrible. Cool. And it fills that box in permanently. So the more you use that one, the, the faster you would fill up your track each time. That sounds very interesting. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> While well, you're doing play tests. So
2: you'll know um, it's, very
3: soon. It's, it's coming along.
2: How far out are you? Do you like, when, when do you think we can expect to to hear about a Kickstarter or, or however you're going to launch it?
3: Uh, it well, there'll be a Kickstarter. And if if with any luck, um, a little later this year. That's great. Um, I'm, I may be in the final throes of playtesting. I'm waiting on some feedback um, from some folks who um, ran a multiple session, like they ran a short campaign. Ah. Um, to kind of, to get more information about how that played with, uh, you know, character progression and like the, the game is actually built with a, uh, there's a, if you play, if you want to play it this way, there's a three, um, a three phase campaign where when you start out, like the void isn't as difficult to deal with. And then as you move through the campaign, it gets worse and worse. Like there comes, there comes a point where like at the beginning of every session, everybody just marks a shadow. Like, the void is just corrupting and, and, and wreaking havoc on everything. Right. Um, and so there's, 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 like, gradations of, like, you could you could play a campaign where um, it gets really ugly very quickly. Um, also, the, the, the checkboxes is, is built as, like, I've got it des, uh, designed as a dial. Basically, spirit, uh, skill, and shadow. You can say, the, the character sheet has ten checkboxes for each, but you could say, well, we're going to play it with only five.
2: Right. If you want to make it a little more challenging, we're going to roll.
3: We're going to roll down corruption quickly. Right. We're going to advance our characters quickly, um, and we're going to get gain spirit, but we're not going to be able to stockpile a lot of it because He's, the tracks are only five long. So you can play a, a much uh, kind of uh, frenzied, um, potentially darker
0: kind of game, stakes. or
2: you can play it lighter and and have more check boxes. Yeah. It sounds really fun. Is the bad guy always the void? Does the void create like creatures, or, or, or... Um, in it, in an effort to avoid
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the idea of monolithic evil, the void is the only thing that is really monolithically evil, and it's 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 just a destructive force of entropy. Um, it can create. Um, its own, what are referred to in the game as Void Scions, which are like avatars of the Void, but they're, there's only, you know, those are relatively rare. Most right. of the time, if there's something that is an agent of the Void, it's because they chose to ally themselves with the Void. So you could run into, um, you know, like, for example, Wildkin, who... Have for whatever reason decided to side with the void, and so now you're left with the the, the quandary again. Like you can kill in order to solve your problem, but it punishes you, um, and also, um, you know, these are characters; these NPCs are potentially redeem redeemable. Right? Like you can you can turn them around if you if you play it right. What does an average
1: session look like? If you were running a game, what would your one session plot? play out like just broad strokes
3: um well the uh the way that i've got this set up is like i haven't i haven't defined the world in great detail the idea is that it's a it's it's going to be the gms and the players will define the world as they go like it's like watching one of those movies like when you watch the never-ending story you didn't know anything about fantasia until the characters went there okay as opposed to a forgotten realms where okay here's 500 pages of setting. So you'll be able to, you know, the, the GM encourages the players by asking questions to help to fill out information. Um, and so the, like the adventures themselves, the the, the setting quote, qu- so to speak, quote unquote, is not actually setting information. It's, I've got a, a series of two page story outlines. That's like, here's an adventure in two pages, but it's just ideas um, for things that you can string together for a certain theme. Um, so you might have uh, like we were talking about the one uh, a little earlier that's it's essentially like the idea is that um, the, the, the voids forces have invaded somewhere and it's forced refugees to leave and they get to a neighboring city and then people in that city don't want to take them in. Well, now your, your goal is to deal with that, not to go out and fight the war, but to deal with... Uh, um, the, uh, the 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 social and civil unrest that comes out of that situation. At the same time, you've got a flip side, and there is a story outline that is straight up killing the dragon,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there's um, a lot of depth in the play. There so are all yes.
2: all types of players that, that look for different yep. kinds of kinds of stories in games. So, and
3: I I tried I did kind of jump around all over the place with uh, there's and and then like the wind quote unquote win conditions like how you. You resolve things like I said, uh, it, it can be a lot of different things and it's not always killing the monster mm-hmm. um, There I wrote a, uh, a story outline a few days ago where the the way to defeat uh, the situation is to recall good memories Okay, and so it encourages the players to come up with memories that their characters have that continue to flesh out the world and their characters backstories and rewards them by solving the problem.
2: See, it's That's basically really uh, th- at the end of at the end of the session to defeat the bad guy, they have to do improv. <laughs> and now make up there events there from you your history. <laughs> That's yes, funny. and. That's wonderful. It, the and, whole thing is is
3: is is strongly improvisational, and I mean, there's there's a story that is um, you'll find yourself having to pantomime. You won't be able to speak. As your character, you'll be pantomiming more than you speak as your character. Um, So, like, just lot. I'm just looking for lots of interesting ways to to present a story and have it resolve and have you do a lot of different things to do that, rather than just you know kill
2: dragon. Right.
3: Although there is a dragon to be killed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) His name is Falco. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm just saying. Nobody's killing Falcor. Not <laughs> in my game. <laughs> uh, and you're so you're running uh, you're running a couple of sessions of this at at yes. Nürburgr- Are those slots all full? Can people still get into that? Um, as
3: we record, there are still seats available.
2: All right, great. Um, let's see. Uh, there's another one. There was another one that that kind of jumped out at me. There's a game called Goblonia. <laughs> yeah and it's about a city of goblins and uh we love the three of us love goblins do you-, do you know anything about goblonia i've never even heard of that game it sounds sounds wonderful <laughs> um well
3: i don't know a great deal about it because it's it's a it's a playtest as well it's uh oh cool again it's a game that's in development um, so, yeah, what does it say? In the city of goblins, there are always deals to be made. Your gang has a line uh, to some not exactly fresh pork product. Um, <laughs> can you pilfer a bash? Weedle, scam, tinker, or figure your way into a big score. So it seems like it's uh, it, basically a you know, storytelling focus. There may be some some kind of fighting and stuff in there maybe, but it's it's leaning toward, it feels like it's leaning toward uh, um, kind of. Uh, Seriously silly? S- Seriously silly, but built around kind of like social manipulation. Like you're going to try to make the best buck, you know, off of whatever it is you're trying to do. So maybe there's a little heist element to it. Maybe there's just a little, uh, um, political manipulation or economic, you know, just like you're trying to find, uh, the way to to get the big score that's
2: awesome are there a lot of a lot are, are a lot of these games play tests or are, are many of them already out like i know monster hearts is already out for example uh,
3: most of most of them are already out there's okay. like you've you hit on like my my game um goblonia is a play test and i think there might be one other in there off the top of my head i'm not um there's a couple of sessions of burn bright um that, which is the roll 20 game that just came out but those filled up immediately really um, yeah
2: very it's very um,
3: popular <laughs> well it's 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 like a premiere right it's like oh, for, for this con, for, for this little convention like that's the premiere that's like the brand new game
2: right right so the, to, to sign up for the convention it, it doesn't cost anything to to, to not go because <laughs> it's all online so you're not really good it, it, it costs
3: nothing it is free um, yeah if you go to nerdburgergames.com. Um, there's information there including um, a download link for the uh, event program and a link to the discord which is where you go then to sign up for events um, there's discord channels including uh um, like there's a a channel that is specifically uh, what do, what did do i technically name it it's called it's the it's the channel guide where it tells you like all the channels that are part of the Convention and what's going on in each one? There's there's instructions for how to sign up for stuff. It's it's really easy to sign up. It's a really nifty uh, bot that I'm using um, <laughs> to do the uh, to do the signups. And uh, we're going to be there's there's on the web page there's links to all of the designers um, and uh, gift pr- or a giveaway. <laughs> stuff provider people got some people <laughs> that are doing doing give, we're giving away some stuff um there's also a link to donate um we're going to be raising um money um for a portion of 70 uh, percent of anything raised goes to the trevor project um mm. to aid lgbtq uh, youth in crisis and 30 percent goes to um, Shireen Gilchrist, who is a regular contributor to um, Nerdburger Game Stuff, to help offset some costs um, associated with some back surgery um, that she is going to get that could very well change her life.
2: So the convention is free. How are you raising money for these charities? How, how would one who is attending your convention online contribute to that? Are they buying raffle tickets for free things or... Um, no, there are straight up giveaways that
3: cost nothing to get involved in because if we charge for raffle tickets, we get in trouble. (laughs) Um, so, um, no, you are, you are encouraged to, to donate. Okay. Um, we're going to be, uh, you know, putting the call out for donations during, um, a number of streams that some of these games are being streamed. Um, so they'll have, you know, hopefully audience that will get on board with that. Streaming audiences are often really good about, uh, getting behind a good cause, um, we'll be announcing it at various times throughout the convention weekend just to, you know, like if you got five bucks, ten bucks, throw it in um, just to put some money toward helping out some uh, some charities and uh, or a, a charity and um, uh, a person who could use some help with a uh, surgery. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's also, you know, in, in the process, you're you're there and you can go. There's a, uh, um, a giveaway channel that has a whole bunch of stuff that you can just sign up for uh, to have a chance to uh, to win something. Um, and then you know I'll, I'll draw a, draw a name from the pot <laughs> after the convention is over and get in touch with you via Discord and um, send stuff to people.
2: That's really fun. Um,
3: yeah. And some and some giveaways that are happening um, um, during the streams. Like each stream has a giveaway.
2: Right. So how are you able to do all of this for free? I mean, obviously, some of that is that like online, like Zoom doesn't really cost you anything. Right. But I mean, right. You know, putting together a convention of any kind is a lot of work. Yeah. So-
3: and that's what it comes down to is the reason I can do this um, is because everything else was canceled. <laughs> I'm not I'm not spending all that extra time going to conventions, spending time, you know, for several weeks beforehand, preparing to go to conventions Um you know if if i need to spend a little bit of money to make something happen i can do that because i'm not spending a big pile of money to go to other conventions right right um so and it's it's you know i just started in i started in on it a couple of months ago and just decided okay i'm just gonna make this happen and it just means like you know that just just plank away at it a little bit you know what myself.
2: made you what made I, you decide got, to do it because there's no conventions. <laughs> 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 um
3: and you know it—it'll help. It'll help, hopefully, grow the community um, around uh, my games and the other games. Like, there's a lot of designers that are des- that are invited to this. Like, if you go to play a game here, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to be the designer r- running the game for you. Better than fifty percent chance. Like, a lot of the games are designer run. Um, and so, you know, to get just bring some exposure to to games that don't otherwise get a lot of exposure. Right. Um, there's only a few games that are being run that I would say have any significant exposure. Um, like, like, uh, there's, there's, there's just a lot of stuff that like, you, you may never have heard of it or you may have, may have heard of it once and just never had a chance to find it. So, um, why not put it, you know, get it, get it out there and, and just get some people to play and have some fun and, you know, have something to do on the weekend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what is, what is your favorite game that's being run this weekend? And you can pick your own because I mean, that's okay, but is there a game that you've played? um, Well, All of mine,
3: all of of mine. um, And then uh, I hate to say, but Monster Hearts is one of those ones that like, I still have not yet played, but I don't think I'm gonna get a chance to hear because I'm gonna be too busy with the con. I'm
2: telling you that um, everybody, everybody talks about how it's this great game that nobody's played. It's this mystery. It's like- uh, I don't
0: think it's a real game. They're just (laughs) pretending. (laughs)
2: it's like Uh, there's a game in here that i'm really
3: there's a game in here that i'm very much intrigued by um called steamed hams (laughs) (laughs) um which is a play off of the simpsons episode um where principal skinner has uh superintendent chalmers over you know that 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 skinner sure can't steam a ham um (laughs) it's from, from what i understand about the game is it's 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 basically just a, a framework for impro- improvisation. It's like you're going to be building a story that is just ridiculous, right? Like um, a little fiasco-ish. With, yeah, a little bit like that. It's just it's it. Well, uh, think like um, like Baron Munchausen, kind of mm. Like right. r- ridiculous, like really over the top. Just like make stuff up, and everybody just has to go along with it. And that's what's happening in the story is whatever weird stuff you come up with.
2: Yeah, it's like this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so I mean, I'm, in tr- I'm intrigued by that one. That one's got a few, a few takers on it. I think there's still seats available.
2: That's really cool. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to try and put together an online convention, because there are a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, something like Gen Con or Dragon Con, when they switch to an online format, you know, they have a entire machine that they just flip a switch and and it's, you know, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal to, these massive giants, but there are a lot of smaller conventions uh, that are canceling and going online. And then there's things like what you're doing where there, it, there wasn't a convention at all. And, and you've just done one because now online conventions are, are happening impossible. What, what's it li- what's the process like to even try and approach something like this?
3: <laughs> um, that's almost a whole podcast unto itself, but basically, um, you know, it's a, it's a question of finding a theme. Like what it is, what, what is it that's going to attract people to your convention? Now, of course I chose, you're going to play really obscure indie games, which is an incredibly hard theme to sell. Right. Um, and it's, it, it is the reason that we still have seats available. Like if, if we were running just D and D and call of Cthulhu and like a, a bunch of really well-known games, the, those seats would have filled up, you know? um, two weeks ago, but, um, you know, finding, finding the theme being dedicated to that thing, deciding I'm going to try to make this thing happen. It's going to be heavy on panels. Is it going to be RPGs? Is it going to be certain types of RPGs is it going to be, um, are you going to, is there a way to do board game card game kind of stuff? There are some things that like there's virtual tabletops that allow you to do some things, right. You could try to include those types of things. Um, and then, uh, You know, in in my case, it was reaching out to people to get involved in that in some way, whether that's streamers, um, designers, uh, uh, GMs to just volunteer to run stuff. I had people come out of the woodwork willing to just straight up GM Um, and uh, and just organizing, you know, some of those other little fun things that go along with it. Like we'll have some giveaways and we'll have um, we'll do some fundraising because why not? Um, as long as you got a a bunch of people together and they're all having fun, then maybe, you know, and, and everything else is free. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, put some money towards something worthwhile. Um, you know, and I, I toyed around with a few other ideas that I just never kind of, uh, never coalesced at one point. I was considering like a watch party for like some geeky movie, um, like some, you know, like some 80s fantasy game uh, fantasy movie or something and we we do like a netflix watch party that hasn't really come together because i'm having hard enough time just trying to get people to show up for the games um something you know, like
2: it's, the never-ending story 2 yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
3: and then and then you know to to get the logistics of it put in place is finding just finding the tools to do it i thought like this is going to be relatively small so it's easy enough to me for me to just run it through my discord um i can manage that easily enough i've got um, uh, uh, a fan base of people who are really, like, really wonderful, um, and are are uh, active on the Discord and who volunteered and said, yeah, hey, I'll be around for Sunday. I'll hell I'll be I'll be available during the entire run of Sunday. I'll you know help. Played the part of help desk if somebody has questions or something. I can help kind of make sure everything runs smoothly. So I got a handful of people to help out kind of in that capacity. Um, a friend of mine that went in and and made the, the web page look good. <laughs> um, had a you know a few different people who suggested ways to handle um, event registration, um, and I ended up using this uh, bot called RPG Schedule. Um, that it's a bot that was specifically designed for exactly this sort of thing was suggested to me by Alice Peng, of the Babies with Knives podcast. Um, it's great. Uh, the RPG bot, uh, RPG schedule bot, is really cool. And that's um, that's a bot for Discord. Or Discord, yeah. yeah. It's basically you have to enter you have to enter the information into a page that's built for the bot, but then it just it puts the entries on your on whatever channel it is you want to put them on. So I have like a channel for each of the day and time slots. And then there's just like, okay, here's your three or four games that are in that slot. And it has all the information and you click a little, like you go in there, logged into discord and you click the plus one in the bottom left corner. And it adds your name to the list. (laughs) And if you want to drop out of a game, you click the minus one. (laughs) So it's, it's super, you know, as long as you've got it, you know, assuming you've got a discord um, account, it you know it, it it's really easy to use it's like it doesn't and so many people um in the in this space do have discord accounts already right. so i'm not asking people to like oh go to eventbrite or go to this this you know <laughs> right or warhorn or something else and asking them to sign up for another account and have another password and yeah. all that sort of thing
2: can i just tell you warhorn is like my arch nemesis <laughs> i hate warhorn
3: i've Ugh. used warhorn a few different times and uh, i've it is this, di- I mean for for the size of the for the size of this thing the bot works nicely. Right. Right. <laughs> if it got bigger if it got bigger then this bot would maybe start to become unmanageable. Sure. Well
2: that's really cool. Yeah. What do you think is going to be uh the big the big hit this weekend? Is it going to be good strong hands? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're supposed um, to say yes.
3: <laughs> I hope I hope well I mean I'm I'm you know, I'm, I'm running that and I'm, I, I'm dealing with getting play tests wrapped up and, and making revisions and things. Um, the thing that I just, what I just want to see is I just want to see, I want it to go smoothly. I want to see a, a bunch of people show up and I want it to go f- fairly smoothly. Like if there's a few hiccups, I'll deal with that. But um, you know, if pe- people can find their games, if um, the GMs are able to, to muster their people up and get them to, you know, whatever platform they're using and, and give them uh, you know, pre-gen character downloads and stuff easily just have, you know, I just want to have all that in place so that they can do all of that stuff. Right. And right. it can, people aren't like, you know, screaming like, what do
2: I do <laughs> <laughs> when they show up for their event? That's super cool. Well, tell us once again where people can go to find out about this.
3: Um, Sure. You can go to nerdburgergames.com. There's a webpage there for for the convention. Um, Everything you need to know is right in there with links to to the discord and you can get the event program and everything. Um, And then once you're in the discord, uh, the channels are all there and there's information on how to use the channels and how to sign up and all that.
2: Sweet. We'll also go ahead and we'll share that stuff on our our Facebook page and and on our Twitter Mm -hmm. and stuff too.
0: We'll yes, probably please.
2: we'll go ahead and share that. Uh, I'll share share that this evening, and then we'll hit it again. You know, when the when the episode drops too. So, uh, we really appreciate you coming and, and telling us a little bit about your new game and about about Nurburgring like it's pretty exciting stuff. It's, uh, it's uh, unique.
3: Thanks for having me. The, the the convention thing I've been touting for a while, and I'm just going to throw this out there this this discussion, this on podcast public discussion of um, of good strong hands. This is a scoop. Ooh. This no. is this is this is exclusive to your podcast right now for however long it takes before I do an actual podcast about the kickstarter. So basically till this weekend when you run it. <laughs> <laughs> well no, I mean, I mean people know the game is out there but I haven't like gotten into that kind of depth with anybody that wasn't a playtester.
2: Right. Well it's, it sounds um, cool. I love the I'm a, that's the artwork that you've got as your your Zoom background, right? Yeah, I love I love the tree guy.
3: <laughs> that's a wood can yeah, yeah um, fun. it's it's you can't necessarily see that well but uh like he's standing there and he's all made of wood and he's got leaves and stuff on him and his eyes and ears are not holes and stuff his toes look like roots um but he's got birds swirling around his head yes. and right at the top of his head right there there's a bird's nest like <laughs> in, his, in his hair that's fantastic um, which was not in the art order The artist that I have working on this, Serena Mallion, she just gets it. Like she, 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 she grasps what the game is about and that there's supposed to be a kind of, it's a little dark and stuff, but there's, there's also this whimsy to it. And so she put a bird's nest in the,
2: in the tree guy's hair. It's perfect. (laughs) It's absolutely perfect. I do. I think that's, you know, and Carrie, I'm sure we'll speak to this as an artist, but like, that's one of the things I've learned Uh, you know, as I'm developing the gun, gun belt, we're starting to do some, get some art and things like that. And I think that a mistake, a lot of, of designers make is I think they don't trust their artists enough. Like, you know, tell them what you want, tell them exactly what you want, but somehow leave them a little bit of wiggle room so that they can do their thing.
0: Or don't be mad when they wiggle
2: (laughs) and don't be mad when they wiggle.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know that there are designers out there that get, get a very specific idea in their head of what the game is, look what the game looks like. And I've tried not, not to do that. I've tried to, like, I have an idea. I kind of know what this looks like, but I'm going to let the artist kind of build beyond that. Yeah. Um, and so there's, like, just little flourishes that um, are unexpected. And, like... For me, doing the game thing, and, and I'm, I'm guessing you see, you see it too, Ryan. Like one of the, one of the best things about making a game is when you get art, <laughs> like to see your words take form and visual, and just like, you know, like, oh, oh, look at that, look at, look at this, it's my, it's my game, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my world,
2: yes, and somebody made it real. Exactly, yeah. it's amazing. I it's so that. wonderful. Good. Well, congratulations on Nurburgring Con Online. Uh, do you think? Do you think there's gonna you're gonna do this again? If when this weekend goes successfully, are you gonna be like, I'm doing this every year? I, I don't know. <laughs> um,
3: it is it is a lot of work, and like the assumption would be if you did it again that it would get a little bigger, right? The, the right. Just kind of what you would expect to happen. And this has been a lot of work. <laughs> so. Well, I don't know. Maybe next we'll year we happens. just we
2: just do it in person.
3: Then if it... we're all stuck if we're all stuck inside again next year, might as well. Who knows, right? But you know, if, if conventions start happening again, then I have to you know, then it becomes a debate. If right. if it happens, like if conventions come back, whenever conventions do come back, um, this is probably not the time of year that I would do it. Right. Yeah. How two do you... week two weeks after Gen Con is not the right time.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, when it's online Gen Con, not so bad. Right. But like when there's physical Gen Con, nobody does a convention in the rest of August. That's yeah, a bad idea. Cause everybody's so it would, it would be later in the year. Like it would be one of those things Like like, well, we got through all the summer conventions and now we're going to do this nice relaxed online thing
2: in like October.
3: or Right. Something. Right.
2: Cool. All right. Well, nurburgergames.com games.com and, uh, we'll, we'll get those links up and thank you so much for joining us, uh, to talk about it, Craig. We're excited. And, uh, uh, we hope everything goes amazing. Yay! It, it was great
3: to talk to you folks yeah. again. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, me. when again,
2: when, uh, when Good Strong Hands is ready to is ready to go, and you're getting ready for a Kickstarter, please keep us in mind. We'd love to have you back, and maybe we can dive deeper into it, or maybe you could run a game for a little game. Oh, for us. You, oh, oh, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna know
3: <laughs> when that goes to Kickstarter. I'm gonna let everybody know. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Welcome to... I didn't to... like singing that one. That's why I didn't interrupt this time. You don't like this one? It's not as
1: good? It's just okay. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me want to sing. <laughs> don't worry, I'll interrupt something later.
2: Okay. All right. Well, let's do game wrap. I think that that show was on a scale of fair to moderate. Perfect. Yes, obviously. <laughs> you know, I mean, what you find is that many of our shows really are like that. <laughs> Is is that what you find? That's what I find. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I think our podcast goes to 11. It's It's true. It's not just a 10. It goes all the way up to 11. Yes. Yes, it does.
0: 11 what?
1: Anyway. 11 11 uh, 11 qualities. qualities. All right.
2: Well, uh, for everybody listening, you can find us uh, anywhere that you find podcasts. We're on iTunes, Stitcher. uh, It's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Right, so right. it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Stitcher, it's I on. Don't
0: like Apple Podcasts, it sounds like you're saying Apple Pie, and then I get hungry. Yeah, and then it's confusing. Um,
2: and you get all pumped, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's it's everywhere that, that uh, you know you want us to be. <laughs>
1: I remember when all Apple products were Apple scented. That was a much better time.
2: <laughs> they were. I miss my. Break open a fresh uh, Macintosh. Scratch and sniff apple. laptop.
1: Yeah. Apple color computer too. The, the scent would be in the keyboard for months. It was amazing.
2: <laughs> you can find us at facebook.com slash honor roll podcast, or you can go to Twitter and find us uh, at honor roll podcast. We're also at patreon.com slash honor roll podcast. And if you don't want to become a patron, uh, we would still love it. If you would share any of this information, you know, when you see our podcast come up, Please share it on your socials, and that will help us get the word out. And, and like
0: us, and review us,
2: and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and it will be awesome. So Yay. there, so there, there, so there. Mm. Cool. Also, can I just tell everybody uh, the Gun Belt now has a Twitter. Oh boy, a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. A, so what is it? It's at the Gun Belt. Oh, how'd you manage that? So nobody had it. What? I know. I also, you know what, we're, we've got it on Facebook too. Facebook.com slash The Gun Belt. And no one owned uh, TheGunBelt.com. How insane, insane is that? It. So anyway, yeah, yeah. You can, it's pretty cool. I, I want to say that
1: Twitter is my favorite social media that I don't pay attention to at all.
2: I It's my favorite platform and I use it the least. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the problem is the algorithm on it is so messy. You don't see any of your friend's stuff. Yeah. Right. So.
1: That's my problem with Reddit, is I love Reddit for uh, really cool, uh, you know, subreddits. I hate Reddit because I don't know who anybody is, and that's part of the appeal.
0: (laughs) I don't understand Reddit. I've tried. I'm too old. It's it's
1: basically an old school forum that people think is fancy. I mean, I like it, but I don't love it.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Jason, you get one experience point yay let's roll for you on the magic item chart right oh interesting you get a pair of d10s (laughs) Okay. so now now you have to let us know how you read uh how you read the percentile on that oh no left to right (laughs) isn't it weird that that was like this whole controversy last week like it was and that's why i don't Another reason not to read Twitter. It was it wasn't just Twitter. I mean, it was everywhere. Like, Every It was on it our Facebook on that Game Masters uh, Facebook group too, didn't it? It was all over. It was in like four or five Facebook groups I'm in. It was crazy. crazy. It was bizarre. Like when did I never knew that that was even a uh, an issue? Like we we really
1: It bothered me that you were convinced that if I roll a 10 on one of them on the on the night, you know, the hundreds die, right? You were convinced that it was a if you roll a ten on that and a ten on the die that it maybe was a twenty. I don't know. It was or is it a ten? I don't. spousing something that I was like, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> I
2: was I was asking the question of that the people who read it the other way ask. So I, it's not right. how I read it either. So okay, okay. I was being a devil dice advocate. Mm. Never
1: never devil dice advocate unless you've been to devil dice lawyer school.
2: Right.
0: Or mm. devil dice island.
1: Good times. Ooh, mm. that's sounding more interesting all the time. I
0: know, that's actually the game I'm going to be running with the Curse of the House,
2: Rookwood. Of Rookwood. <laughs> Double Dice <laughs> Island? That's, that's where they live. Nice. All right, Carrie, you get one experience point for <laughs> right. playing. Let's see what you get on the magic Items tart. Oh, beans. Mm. Magical. Mm. Right. Are these some of these uh,
1: Chinese beans? That, we're not... that big government doesn't want me to plant? Oh. That is true.
2: They are. Yeah. Definitely, if I get some, I'm planting them. <laughs> you would. All right. I well, have to know. Uh, <laughs> I, I must know what they are.
0: That's how you end up with Audrey too. Okay. Really? There's plenty of okay. people who
2: deserve it. Oh. You've heard the song. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, this was fun. Go so, go play games. So yeah. Say. Go play games at uh NerdburgerCon online next yes. weekend. Uh, and uh, and keep listening to us as if we were worth it.
0: I think we're worth
2: it. All right. I'm, I'm Ryan. I'm worth it. I'm Ryan. The curmudgeon carries the legend. Jason's the favorite. Uh, join us next week when our topic is uh, I don't have an idea for a topic for next week. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, I like one. that one. Yeah. Until next time. Remember, the only way to win a role-playing game is to have fun. Have yeah, fun. The only way have fun with my friends (laughs)